there could be a universe of negative mass. And if we find a way to uh, punch a hole in our universe or somehow connect with that other universe, mm -hmm. that negative mass could come flying through. Right. Uh, that would be an interesting day. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd be all just Girl Scout cookies just flying just like everywhere. I, that would be great. Serious. If there's thin mints flying around, yeah. <laughs> it's a good day. The day the thin mints took over the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Very schwitzy today. Yeah, not uh, my favorite conditions, but what can you do? And uh, do you think people outside New York uh, say schwitzy? I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever heard anyone outside New York say it. Schwitzy, is, uh, of course, there, you know, there are places that are as humid as here. Houston. I wonder oh, if yes, they, sir. Yeah. So if you're listening in Houston or some other humid, hot climate, do you say schwitzy or do you have some other word for that condition? Well, in German, the word is schwul. Right, right. It's interesting. You mentioned that last time. Oh, did I? Have yeah, well, we talked about the baths. Oh, right. Uh, yes. And uh, yeah, so in Ger Germany, do they, they do, so they walk around, they might say, oh, it's very schwul out. Uh, yes. Yeah. They do. Okay. Cool. So now we know what German. So uh, thank you, Germans. You still send us if there's another word you use, but otherwise we got you covered. Um, wormholes. Let's get right to it. Part two. John C. George, two. Uh, is uh, wrote in, and uh, that's at John C. George two on Twitter. Gave us the awesome idea to talk about wormholes. And we began that. If you haven't heard that episode, um, you can go back and take a look, take a listen. But you don't have to. Because we're, we're continuing, but everything's new. Everything's fresh. It's not like... It's, it's, it's like a TV show that, you know, like The Simpsons or some, anything. You can, like, tune in at any time. And totally pick it up. Hopefully. Yeah. If you don't, take that worm. That wormhole goes right back to the previous episode. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you can listen. Right. Now, when we left off, uh, so, so, so uh, here, uh, actually, just for, for people who haven't heard last week, just a quick summary. Um, we ended by saying that you could open a wormhole in mm -hmm. spa the space-time in space-time, if you had something called negative mass. Right. What the heck is negative mass? Well, I mean, the shorter answer is we really have no idea, right? It's, right. Um, you know, you can write down, if you say, what's the mass of my dog? She's about 25 kilograms. So if I write down a piece of paper, M equals 25 kilograms, that's regular mass. Right. And then if I just put a negative sign in front of it, mass equals negative 25 kilograms, then it's negative mass. And you say, well, what the hell does that mean? And I say, I don't really know, but I just, nobody stopped me from writing that minus sign in front of the 25. So I did it 
Right. And the question is, sometimes, you know, mathematicians can do these things. And John, our uh, 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 fellow Iffer, who suggested this awesome idea, which is now a two-parter. John, two-parter. John you're going to receive, by the way, not just one, but two finger puppets of scientists from our sponsors, the Unemployed Philosophers Guild. Their website, philosophersguild.com, makers of smart, funny toys for smart, funny people. And uh, we'll talk more about them later, but... Uh, you, this is a this is a double whammy. It's a it's like double stuff Oreo. And so, okay, there's a good example. You could have an Oreo cookie mm-hmm. because anytime we can bring this back to snacks, <laughs> we must. We're speaking my language. So you got an Oreo. It's a regular Oreo. It's got it's single stuffed, which they don't actually call those single stuffed. Interesting. Nope. Yeah, who's going to buy a single stuff? That's right. right. (laughs) People at Nabisco are no fools. So, double stuffed, you simply take an Oreo. Here's the mass of one Oreo, and you double the mass of the magic Oreo cream inside. And you've got, that's how much a double stuffed would weigh. Mm -hmm. You could also, on paper, just say, well, what if I say minus two, minus double Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> the minus du- negative double stuffed. And is we have found one of the amazing things is and this is something we come back to a lot in our what the if episodes is that many times not all the time but many times something that a mathematician could do on paper that works fine in pure mathematics um if they're doing that to an equation that we know governs you know, it is a law of physics, shall we say. Um, and they're like, well, you could do this to it. You could put a negative in there, you know. And mm-hmm. But there's no way nature would do that. There's no way that would actually happen. Um, often we do find that that exists. And black holes was an example of that. It seemed yep. like a pure ma- mathematical curiosity. Um, yep. It, so some, sometimes the math works out, turns out to be true. Sometimes it's just math. Right. And so this is a big mystery. I mean, is this something that is of concern to physicists? Um, It is because, uh, for instance, in string theory, you can there there are literally hundreds or thousands of different versions of string theory that are all mathematically acceptable. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. But they can't all be true. So the trick is how do you sort out the correct one from all of the wrong ones and if you only have mathematics then that's hard to do and how many theories is that per string theorist the per capita well it's not usually subdivided that way but rather uh a theorist would um would point out that that you could have a whole family of uh theories. So with the um, the double stuff, you might say, look, I could multiply the amount of stuff in an Oreo by any integer. And there's an infinite number of integers. So I have an infinite number of cookie theories now. Oh, okay. So if part of the theory is an equation that has a, f- a fixed number. Yeah, right. 
Um, and that happens a lot. So you'd say, oh, well, this, this parameter in this equation has 10 to the 60th possible values. So each, if each one of those is a separate theory, then I've got 10 to the 60 theories. Right. And so, for instance, uh, not to get too deep into equation stuff, but Newton's, theory, Newton's uh, equation for the force of gravity you call it the equation for the force of gravity or just the equation? That's, that's fine. Yeah. Either way, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, has a number, uh, has a bunch of numbers that you would have to plug in yourself. And that would be, for instance, um, how much mass does something have? It's two objects. You take two okay. objects, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, there's another, isn't pi part of the equation? Uh, it's not, but there's a constant g. Okay. Uh, so we might say something like, so G has a specific value that you can measure in the laboratory. Right. But if you decided that that wasn't the only possible value of G, they say, well, I can, I can imagine 60 different values that that number G might have. So now I have 60 different possible equations. Right. But what we found, that G is basically what is the strength of gravity? Right. In our universe, as it were. In our universe. And in, in a turn, we think there's one number. Yeah. And you can, you can imagine other universes where it would be a different number. And I think we might have done an if on that already. But, yeah. yeah. So, so the question then is, with this negative mass thing, is that there might be a – it might be that there could be a universe where negative mass is all over the place. It's everywhere, right? Yeah. That's, that's possible, right? We don't know. Right. Um, or it could just be this mathematical illusion. So – the wormholes are this strange entity where they're, uh, our universe would allow them to exist, but whether or not they actually exist is an open question. Right. Okay. Now, I realize also you could, let's say we want to get from double stuffed and double stuffed Oreo to a negative double stuffed Oreo. Yeah. So you can say we want to get from the 2, 2x Oreo, 2o, mm -hmm. 2 Oreo, yep. double Oreo, um, to Minus 2O, we want to get a negative 2O, negative double stuffed, which actually wouldn't be double stuffed. It might be double, <clears throat> double sucked. Uh, uh, okay, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> double, double stuffed, double sucked. That just doesn't yeah. seem right. Uh, so something, it doesn't sound delicious. We'll find a thing for that. <laughs> People at Nabisco will work on that. We'll get that into working on that now. I'll shoot them a text. So I could take less. So I want, okay, it's not two. It's not one. It's not half. That would be half stuffed. It's not right. quarter stuffed. Mm -hmm. Eighth, you know, super, super, super tiny. Okay, I'm getting, cl I'm definitely getting closer to negative two. But it's um, but I have well, to go through right. zero. Yeah, and that's the that's the tricky part, right? Zero is always messing with people's um, uh, trajectories. And so at zero, we either have no cookie at all, mm -hmm. or it's been converted to pure energy. Well, it's just that we don't have a, um, a good physical sense of what negative mass would mean. Um, right. I mean, we can tell you it would be uh, uh, it would repel from a negative Oreo would repel from gravitational sources. Oh. So it would go shooting up in the sky, for instance. Whoa. <laughs> like those Mentos, like those things on YouTube, where they put, the, <laughs> put right. the Mentos in the Coke. Maybe those maybe those Mentos are being converted to negative negative mass Mentos. Uh, well, that could be. I'd have to check some YouTube videos. Yeah. 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 
So Coke might be part of the Coca-Cola might be part of the process. We'll get the Coca-Cola and the risk part of, company. of the secret recipe. Yeah. yeah. If those two companies aren't already together, either overtly or secretly, they might be worth a missed on. opportunity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine you created a soft drink that here's a what this you just created a soft drink. It's super refreshing. Everyone loves it. It's cheap enough. And um, by the way, it turns out that one side effect of that is that you discovered negative mass. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So, you know, we now have rocket ships um, propelled by Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. And Mentos. And Mentos. Okay. Okay. We've got so many sponsors for this I'm episode. I'm sure someone has tried it. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. There's got to be a... Oh, we got to look that up. Mentos rockets. Okay. Let's reel it in. Reel it in, people. Because if you're new to the show, our core belief is how would you describe our our core in a way the equation yes our our core premise is that uh we take something usually about the universe and change it and then figure out what that new universe might look like right so so if it were an equation it would be like our universe is you and then <laughs> you the letter u but also you. Whoa. And we we multiply it. We do something to it. We add something. We multiply some thing, but only one thing. Yeah, we now, change something. So all, all normal Oreos are now double stuff Oreos. Yes. And some double stuff Oreos can be converted to negative double stuffed. Yeah, actually, okay, here as an example of the what the if premise. We got to keep it, it's just negative double stuffed because we're only allowed to change one thing and we like to change as little as possible and then follow right. the, the thought mm-hmm. experiment, follows the ramification, logical ramifications from there outward. So we're not, it's still double stuffed. The only difference is it's, neg- it's a negative, it's negative double st- stuffed. The stuffing... <laughs> yeah. Has been it's neg instead you know negative mass it's you could also call it negative stuff stuff it's stuffed with negative mass yeah twice as much negative mass as uh, normal Oreos I mean the diet f- uh, thing right just the be fantastic because if you were eating negative mass. Well, okay, well, now would that give maybe, you indigestion? Well, this is an interesting question. It's not clear clear to me how your body would metabolize it. Yeah. But. And actually, if you were so so what you're saying is it basically. It repels. Uh, yeah, it repels itself away from normal mass. Right. So can I hold a negative double stuffed Oreo in my hand? It would try to push itself out of your hand. OK, but I could hold it. And we know that now actually this the force of gravity is not that strong. Uh, that's right. You would probably be able to hold the Oreo in your hand. Yeah. Right. Right. Just like I, I've seen scientists say, maybe you even described it this way, that we think of the force of gravity as so, you know, enormously powerful. That we feels very heavy on, you know, we it holds us down to the planet, holds everything mm-hmm. down to the planet. And yet you can lift something. You, you can basically uh, go against the force of gravity by lifting something. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, okay, I'm holding this cookie, and it's trying to get out of my hand, mm-hmm. but I'm holding it. It's sort of like, you know, and 
So then uh, I could eat it, but now it's like I've eaten a balloon or I mean, it, be, it wouldn't be good, <laughs> right? Uh, you would probably not enjoy it now. That's right. And that same sort of feel of the Oreo trying to push its way out of your stomach is actually what keeps the wormhole open as well. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I was really getting lost, fixated on this cookie. So we've got the Nabisco company uh, come, came upon an accidental discovery of negative, negative mass. And um, first they created these cookies, which had a lot of fun properties, but like all technological innovations or discoveries, it, it had a good side and a bad side. So, mm -hmm. so the bad side was the, um, uh, it was hard to, hard to digest. And all the cookies they made flew away from the earth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there was an accident at the at the factory, and um, you know it was it was pretty wild. So they were like, "It's not good for us to make things that just fly away from the earth before we can sell them." But they could make a, they could open up a wormhole with them, mm -hmm. and so you could do that on Earth, right? So, but if you you've got these cookies now, uh, that's right. Presumably, you could do it. So if you can make a wormhole, you can do it anywhere you want. Right. So in fact, what happened was there was an accident at the Nabisco factory <laughs> and, you know, the, 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 a critical mass of uh, negative double stuff Oreos uh, was, you know, reached uh, a pile of them or maybe they went to make like a family size box. Yeah, it was just too much. Yeah. Well, you know, like at, sometimes at Halloween or whatever, they, they release the jumbo size or Costco, you know, they were trying to make Costco size. Mm -hmm. uh, packages of huge amounts of Oreos. And instead, now what would, well, we say a wormhole would have formed. Do we know, what does that mean? That sounds to me like instead of all the cookies flying out of the box and flying away from the earth, that they all kind of fell into each other. Uh, think of it as um, there is now a portal lined with cookies. Mm. The cookies keep the hole open. The <laughs> That yeah. I'm just going to leave that line right there. Mm -hmm. The cookies yep. keep the hole open. Yeah, there you go. And the wormhole. And so, what what would we see? So, if we were looking at, let's say, all the um, cookies were dumped, the first giant box of cookies they were making, right? They had a machine that was just they they'd figured out how to push these cookies mm -hmm. into a just box, cranking them out. Yep. Yeah. And push them all into a box. And they're like, hey, it's great. Almost done. One more cookie and we're done. And boom. Boom. Yeah. Um, so it would, uh, I mean, the the point of wormholes is that they'll connect, they'll, they'll take two bits of space time and put them next to each other. Ooh. So in the same way that you look across the room and see the other side of the room, you would now look through this ring of cookies and see Venus. Whoa. And it would be a, you think it, it would be a ring of cookies? Um, yeah, I would make it a ring of cookies. Yeah. I mean, and any, um, uh, yes, yeah, so nature likes circles. So that seems likely. Right. Now in interstellar, they showed the wormhole. Was it the wormhole they were showing? Yeah. As like a sphere. Yeah. So this is one of the, the funky things that's going on here is that, these are um, our intuition can sort of imagine a portal from place to place. 
Right. But we're not just dealing with places. We're dealing with places and times as well. So it's a tunnel from spot to spot, but it's a tunnel in four dimensions. So both space and time. Um, So our intuition about what that should look like doesn't quite work. Um, but has the, the convenient side effect that not only can we go from Earth to Venus, we could go from Earth to Venus uh, 4,000 years ago. Whoa. Because, because like the because longer time. The... Yeah, well, time and space are tangled together. So if you can move through space in this way, you can move through time as well. Yeah, that's crazy. That's cool. So yeah. the cookie... Cookie wormhole. It's well, so maybe it's a sphere of cookies, maybe it's a ring of cookies. But you know, you 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 might have to pull away one cookie to peek inside. I don't know. Um, like I said, it's four dimensions, so it's a little uh, uh, difficult to describe. Yeah. Right, right. And so let's say we look into this wormhole is opened up now. Where would if if we've created a wormhole? How do we know where it would? The other end well, is... it, it's going to somewhat depend on the construction method, but my sense of this is you'd probably have to build a wormhole from both ends. Uh, and this is actually what's done in Carl Sagan's classic novel, uh, Contact. Right. The aliens send us the blueprints for a wormhole maker, and they start working on it from their end, and then we build the maker from our end, and then the two ends connect. Uh, and that seems likely to me that it would have to be something like that. Oh, I've forgotten that element of contact. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So um, if you didn't, though, you might, you would still open the wormhole, but it would have no end yet? Or Well, sort of by definition, have to push through. a wormhole has to have two ends. Um, I think uh, it's uh, a wormhole with only one end is just a black hole i think singularity right so um nabisco opens up a factory on let's say mercury venus would be a little difficult so so they open it up on mercury Mm -hmm. and they've got two factories now and they realize all they're going to do it's to start is they're going to make simultaneously two giant jumbo size boxes of oreos yeah. No. So yeah. So one end of the box would uh, appear to be here on Earth, and then the other that Mercury was it? Mercury. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so they they form a a wormhole opens up. Mm-hmm. I hear it. It just opens. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> They're working on it. Out on They're the building it outside. There's always something on construction. NYU okay. is really really ahead of the game. So now it's opened up wide enough. We we just get enough. We just keep stuffing it with doubles, negative double stuff, mm-hmm. mass cookies, and it opens wider and wider and wider. And now two of the workers can wave to each other. Yep. And hopefully, one of them can just crawl through. Right. And so you could. Cr- so here. So there really is. You know, the one end of the wormhole is on Earth. Mm-hmm. And another is on Mercury. And no matter what the alignment between Earth and Mercury are at the time, even if Mercury is on the other side of the sun, like directly on the other side of the sun, it's not like he has to, 
it's not like going into that wormhole means he's going to go through the sun and go to Mercury. No, he'll just um, the the experience to him will be exactly like stepping across the room. Right. He'll just be in the other place on the other side. Right. Um, uh, Space time doesn't care. Right. And this is the premise of Stargate. Uh, yes, that's right. Which is specifically Stargate SG One, the fine television series, and not the kind of crummy um, movie. Exactly, exactly. Although I feel like in the show, I feel like sometimes they did literally just walk through, which was really cool. But other times they created like a long, like hyperspace. Uh, that's right. Sometimes they would have a visual effect of like a, a long tunnel. Right. Um, and I should say it, you can probably build a wormhole that has some finite length to it. So if you want the experience of walking 10 feet to Mercury, presumably you could make your wormhole have that length. Uh, there's another a great science fiction book I read. Was it Peter Hamilton that uses trains mm-hmm. uh, to go from they build wormholes and then they basically have trains that take you from uh, one planet to the next or whatever um so as you go through that wormhole absolutely no strange effects well this is um, oh. this depends on our oreos so uh there are lots of strange effects but those strange effects would usually kill you and destroy the wormhole so oh. we're assuming that the negative oreos can prevent those things from happening right so, so this this wormhole is FDA approved, and not FDA. Is yes. FDA the one that approves the food drugs? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, so FDA approved wormhole. We can go through it now. Here's the the really bizarre thing about this. Of course, you mentioned the time travel factor, right? If that if the other end of that wormhole is on the other side of the galaxy. Right, mm-hmm. which is, is that a hundred thousand light years across? Uh, about ten thousand. Ten thousand. Ten thousand light years away. And you walk through, you instantaneously go from our Earth on our side of the galaxy to another planet on the other, directly on the opposite side of the galaxy. Yeah. And if you actually were to travel there at light speed or almost light speed you would well you also wouldn't age right so is, is yeah it... that's right so i should say the, the saying something like at the same time or simultaneous uh turns out to be a tricky thing in relativity right. so you need to be kind of careful about about what you say so if you and i um meet in some neutral borough say staten island yes um and uh, there's a wormhole there yes. that connects to um uh, the Romulan homeworld. Right. Now, it wouldn't surprise me, by the way, if one of the, I think it's one of the world's largest, one of the world's largest landfills, Fresh Gills landfill in yeah. Staten Island, creates a wormhole. Also has a wormhole. Yeah. Because yeah. um, you got to throw out the. Actually, that would Oreos, be convenient. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, you decide to step through the wormhole and visit Romulus. Yes. And I get on my spacecraft that goes the speed of light. Right. And zoom across the galaxy in a more conventional fashion. Right. Um, so as you're looking at your watch, stepping through the wormhole, it takes you some trivial amount of time, right. like two seconds to, to walk through. Right. Uh, and you're perfectly happy. You're the same age as when you left Staten Island. 
Um, and then I, on my spacecraft, uh, look at my watch. And uh, as I get to the speed of light, all the clocks around me seem to stop moving. Time stops for me. Uh, and then I come out of light speed at Romulus. So my, my watch has ticked a couple of seconds. So to me, it seems like it's only been a couple of seconds. Right. But to you waiting on Romulus, you have to wait for my spacecraft to journey across the galaxy at the speed of light. Um, right. So you're 10,000 years old by the time I get there. Right. And, and, I'm, I, and my cough, you know, the, the, our meal is cold. Yes, that's right. <laughs> in the sense of zero degrees Kelvin. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're uh, very old, and I say, "What's the problem? Mm. It's it took me two seconds to get here, just like it took you two seconds to get here." Um, but uh, your method was definitely better. In the short term, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and just that one thing about you being in the light speed, the the ship traveling at light speed, and then you mentioned the t time, the clocks appear to stop. For you, they don't actually appear to stop, right? Because right. you it's, also it's, stop. Yeah, it's me looking at everybody else's clocks that, that when we compare our clocks, they seem to have stopped. Right, right. And so here's now, now again, there, there are in, any number of science fiction novels that take this on, and I'm always fascinated by this. Mm -hmm. It gets so complicated, right? Like, so basically yeah. traveling. Let's just use the wormhole example. We've opened up wormholes to all, let's say, like Stargate. We've opened them up to all different places. Mm -hmm. In the Stargate universe, in, in the universe, let's say, of the television show, what would really be happening? Like, what kind of chaos would actually be happening because of all this stuff? Well, so you, you could get some, um, uh, if you were clever and a bit of a jerk, you could, you could, um, uh, you Romulans, could some Romulans are Romulans. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you might be able to do some strange things like causing what are called closed time-like loops. Oh, um, so this is what you think of as a, a classic, uh, time loop in say a science fiction movie, like the, the Terminator being created by the Terminator being sent back in time. Right. Right. Um, so you then get these causality problems of what caused what. So, I mean, I guess the classic example would be the grandfather paradox, right? So, um, let's see here, because I need to build my wormhole from both ends, that means I can only go back in time to the moment when I started building, uh, the wormhole in the first place. So I can't go back and kill my grandfather. But if I start building a wormhole and then my granddaughter finishes it, she can come back to the moment when I started building the wormhole and kill me. Uh -huh. All right. Um, so what happens then? I don't know. So that's <laughs> uh, that's uh, again, that's allowed by the mathematics of a closed time like loop. Um what that actually means in terms of physical reality, I have no idea. And when you say she comes back, what, what, do you mean that it's a wormhole that opens and closes at the same place, but yep, at different right. times? So in our, yeah, um, on Staten Island, right? So we're on right. Staten Island. Um, so the moment I, I finish assembling the Oreos in a circle, yes, and I flip the switch that powers them, yeah. she steps through from my point of view, 
right? Um, and stabs me. <laughs> Man. And from her point of view, she waits until I die of old age and then assembles her ring, you know, in the year 2090 or something, her ring of Oreos and flips the switch and steps through and stabs me. Um, because we've connected these two different points in space time. Right. But space time doesn't care to, to us. This seems extraordinary because we're not used to being able to have free motion in time. Right. Um, just in space, but space time doesn't care. Yeah. And this is an important thing that we, what you're saying is we cannot, it sounds like, uh, you can manipulate math all kinds of different ways, but it sounds like the math would not allow you to connect something only in space. Oh no, you could do that too. Oh, you could. So you can, um, you can chop, you can make different w trajectories through space time in ways that, um, we call them, uh, space like or time like right. trajectories. So right now, so when you walk across the room to get your cat off of the microphone or something, yes. <laughs> you're, you're taking a space like, um, trip through space time because that's what we recognize as moving through space. Right. Right, and right, as, you, right. as you and as you just sit still and age, you're following a time-like curve through space-time, right? Because that's how we're used to perceiving time, right? Um, and all the strange stuff about relativity comes when you take some trajectory that mixes up space-like and time-like trajectories, and that's when you get crazy things like time dilation going on. Right now, does Nick would if negative mass uh, yeah, I'm going to really jump forward here. Okay. It's a little bit technical. So go stay with me, listeners. Uh, and some of you are way ahead of me already. But uh, um, Gravity slows down, appears to slow down time. It, it, gravity mm -hmm. bends right. space-time. So does the negative mass repel space Time? What, <laughs> what is time <laughs> like? Let's say you have a planet of negative mass. Although mm -hmm. this doesn't even sound possible. Uh, yeah, it would not accumulate the way um, the way our planet does. Right. And this, there's, this is not antimatter we're talking about. That's correct. This is different. Different yeah. than antimatter. So, anti so antimatter an anti has positive mass. It just has negative. It just has the opposite charge. So negative mass is something else, whatever that might be. Right. So antimatter simply means instead of electrons, you have positrons, and instead of protons, you have what's that negative? Anti antiprotons. Antiprotons, right. right. It doesn't get a special name. Right. <laughs> and so if the universe, in a universe where there is negative mass, if there was a lot of it, boy, we would know, right? Because it'd be flying all over the place. Yes, that's right. And I should say, um, for instance, uh, uh, dark, uh, dark energy has many of the same effects that we expect negative mass to have Ooh. as well. Ooh. So if somebody can figure out what dark energy is and harness it in the lab, that might be a good start to, to wormhole world. And dark energy is different from dark matter. That's correct. Yeah, dark, dark. matter has perfectly normal positive mass. Yes, yes. So these cookies that Nabisco has created mm -hmm. of negative mass... They honestly, they wouldn't even those cookies wouldn't stay together. 
Sounds like that nothing is right. this can... is exactly right. And this is very difficult to conceptualize exactly how it would behave because every like would they even stay together in atoms? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's all sorts of bizarre things going on. Um, so it's very hard to judge. Right. Like, does the strong force or the weak force, the nuclear forces, how do they work under negative yep. mass? Um, total mystery. All from cookies. All from cookies. But, but Thanks, but, Nabisco. Yeah. And, and uh, you, know, you know, it's not going to be, well, it's going to be the Girl Scouts that figure this out. You think so? It's not the Oreos. Yeah, I mean they'll somebody else makes those cookies. I'm not sure if they're Nabisco or, or what company makes those cookies for the Girl Scouts, but it will be the Girl Scouts using Girl Scout cookies that figures out how to create negative mass to open up a wormhole <laughs> and go places. Yeah, I could totally believe that. Yeah. And they would they would then go those places to sell more Girl Scout cookies. Yes, <laughs> yes. Thus creating exactly the causal loop. That got us here in the first place. Yes. You know, I would gladly live in a universe where uh, Girl Scout cookies are just flying everywhere. <laughs> you have to duck. But if you can grab, if you manage to grab some some of those Samoas or uh, the Thin Mints, yeah. uh, fantastic, fantastic. So it, basically, we uh, until the Girl Scouts figure it out, just the notion of you know the, the sounds like one of the things you you would need to make a wormhole which is negative mass is in itself almost impossible to imagine yep that's, having that's the, that's the problem so if we're willing to do that a big initial what if um then we can do all sorts of cool stuff um but uh you might decide that's too much and this is where you get back to the idea that well maybe just because you can do this on math in math just because you can put a minus sign in front of something and the equation still works. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's actually out there. Yeah. Now, would that mean that mean the equation is wrong? Um, no, because we can um, it's it's seen as totally acceptable to recognize this quirk of mathematics that not all math results are physical results. So if you mm. think back to uh, eighth grade algebra, um, when you solve the quadratic formula, you remember this? Yes, I guess. Um, you get two answers from the uh, quadratic formula, right? And you always and you discard one of them as being not right. right and quadratic because it includes your it's x squared plus y squared equals z squared. Yeah, it's it's this. That's right. So the 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 solution to that is the negative b plus or minus square root b squared minus four ac. Remember this thing? Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's a formula you all memorized back yes. in the uh, and used to pass the regents exam. And now you've forgotten it completely. Oh, see, um, we didn't have the regents in Maryland. Right. Oh, we okay. Well, that, that's, that's the problem. We had the Iowa test. Ironic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ironic. Uh, but yeah. Test so also. it's well accepted that, uh, various mathematical formulas can give you, uh, multiple results and that you just pick one of them as being better than the others. Right. Now, I, it just occurred to me that, and this is where we'll end, that there could be a universe of negative mass. And if we find a way to uh, punch a hole in our universe or somehow connect with that other universe, mm -hmm. that negative mass could come flying through. Right. Uh, that would be an interesting day. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it'd be all just Girl Scout cookies just flying just like everywhere. I, that would be great. Serious. If there's Thin Mints flying around. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good day. The day the Thin Mints took over the universe. <laughs> wow, this is great. Okay, totally weird. And a little bit more mathematics than we usually do. But I think uh, it's important. I mean, it's something I continue to grapple with. And um, I'm not sure how much how many of some of our listeners think about this but that the mat the there is a degree to which the our universe really is just math well that's um yeah this is one of the great philosophical problems of science is uh why is that yeah yeah and uh so mathematicians like making it we just like eating it yeah i don't know if i would trust mathematicians to make cookies for me no they tend they tend not to be great at the baking but they're very good at pie no no that you lobbed it up you lobbed that one up (laughs) (laughs) wonderful well thank you for another exciting adventure seriously mind-blowing and uh and stomach blowing too if you swallow one of these cookies it's really it's gonna be trouble um so uh I encourage everyone to, uh, before I sign off, check out a lot of our earlier episodes. You know, we are almost up to episode number 50. That's crazy talk. Amazing. Amazing. And, and you listeners who've been there for a long time, thank you. If you're new, welcome to What The If. Um, we are sponsored by the Unemployed Philosophers Guild, which is a wonderful organization of positive mass puppets <laughs> for your finger. Uh, fortunately... And uh, if you go to philosophersguild.com, you can see many of their beloved gifts of all kinds, uh, science-related, literature-related, philosophy-related. And, uh, you know, they say they're unemployed, but I think they're very well employed. Um, just maybe they're not generating philosophy as much as smile-inducing gifts, mm-hmm. which may be more... General human happiness. General human happiness, <laughs> yeah. That'd be great for a company too. We are the General Human Happiness Corp. G H H. So philosophersguild.com, and we thank them. They they've given us a treasure trove of uh, finger puppets and, and some other gifts, uh, like uh, space journals, captain's logs uh, from Star Trek, and uh, uh, finger puppets of the world's great scientists, which we will send to any of you who submit an idea that gets. You know, you send us an if and we if it, boom, you get a finger puppet from the Unemployed Philosophers Guild. And John C. George, too. I don't know what the two was in. You had a two in your Twitter name there. I don't know what it was for before. I assume it was for the the two-part if, right? But now we know it was for the two-part, so you get two puppets. Uh, It may also mean squared, John C. George squared, so that if we put a minus sign in front of you, it doesn't matter. Yes. Right? right? You're safe. If you're squared, you're safe. Yeah. Math that joke. makes a big difference. Math yeah. joke. Negative times a negative is a positive. And except in, in morality. Don't try that. It's, it's a whole other thing. Next week, who knows? Who knows where we'll go next week? Could be anything. It could be anything. There's some piece of the universe that is about uh, to get tweaked. Uh, we have a massive, um, it's like a, like a barn, like what do you call it? A barn, barn house. 
It's like a bar- uh-huh. See, I live, live on a farm. It's a barn full of bizarre implements of tweak uh, that they can tweak the universe. Very strange looking. Some of them enormous, some of them very tiny. And we're just going to walk in there next week and we're just going to pick up one of them and boom, pull up, pull, boom. pull some thread of the universe and other things will go haywire. And from that, we will learn what we call real science. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Send us your thoughts. Send us your comments. Feedback at whattheif.com. Follow us on Twitter. We are What The If Show on Twitter. All one word. What The If Show. We're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash whattheif. And uh, our website, whattheif.com. All these things are good. We, you, you can subscribe to us if you're not. If you're just listening to us one by one, and, and if you know how, it's not that hard. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or any. We're, we're on just about all the... Um, services you can find us everywhere subscribe via your podcast catcher and you will catch whatever happens next week when the girl scout cookies go flying and we say what the the if, 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 if. i know <laughs>